Weekend Rental, episode 93. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. My name is Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Biff. What up, homies? All right, if you enjoy our content, please head over to geekade.com. Check out all the great articles, podcasts, and more over there. Geekade.com. What's your geek? 93. It's so close to 100. Every time we do an episode in the 90s now, I'm just like, we're so close. Yeah, it's we're, more than 92. It's a yes. And 94 is going to be more than 93. And that's oh exciting. Oh my gosh, numbers are awesome. They go up. They the do. New. The 90s are cool too. They are. Well, now we have to transition into <laughs> movie time, right? That was like a perfect segue. So... If you're not familiar with this podcast, what we used to do every episode for a very long time when we were overly ambitious and had multiple segments in our show with some hope of focus was uh, this thing we call David Crane's Amazing Movie Time. Why David Crane's Amazing Movie Time? Because we love David Crane and he slaps his name on every game he put out in the early 80s and well, not early 80s, but 80s and 90s. And we thought that was awesome. So why not dedicate our movie review, and I'm going to say review loosely here. You can't see the air quotes, but they're there. Uh, but basically what we do is we'll all watch the movie uh, and then just kind of talk about it. We're not going to probably rate this one, I don't think. we're gonna, Or do we do the blob scale? Should we dust the blob scale off? <laughs> oh, let's dust it. Yeah, Let's do the blob. So we're going to rate it on a scale because it's David Crane uh, of a boy in his blob fame. We rate them out of one to five blobs, and we're going to talk about... Disney's The Mighty Ducks. It's a uh, it's a classic. We all know and love it. They're putting a new series out on on Disney Plus. Uh, it had been a very long time since I think any of us had probably watched this one. Does it still hold up? Did you guys enjoy it? Did your kids enjoy it? Did they watch it with you? I'm curious. First and foremost, I think I think we have to to preface this this movie with my childhood and when i would watch these movies and tv shows i convinced myself i can do exactly what they can do yeah we all and i remember watching this movie and i was like i'm gonna play hockey and this is me and i'm getting some rollerblades and i'm gonna cruise through a mall (laughs) and it's illegal. You can't do that. But I tried and it didn't go well. Um, <laughs> that that got worse for me when the second one came out because I spent an entire summer and broke like four or five sticks perfecting my knuckle puck knuckle because that is puck. the stupidest shot in existence. I broke so many sticks. <laughs> yeah, I anyway. feel that we always, I don't know, I remember watching that film and just begging my folks like hey i need some a new set of rollerblades i need a hockey puck and i need a stick and let's make this happen and i would just up and down the road thinking i was the mighty duck working on your triple d (laughs) yeah yeah banks cake eater (laughs) 
Well, and then also, like, since I'm from Minnesota, like, this is, like, the Minnesota movie. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's nothing, like, back in the day, there was nothing that was else like this. Everything was out in California and all that shit. So it's, like, cool to see something for kids also based here, you know? Yeah, it was really rare back then for stuff like that to be shot on site, like, in the Midwest, in the winter, too. I mean, granted, Minneapolis is a big area, but, yeah, still never happened. And I suppose you watched it and you're like, I've been there, been there, seen that before. (laughs) How awesome is this? It's on the big screen. (laughs) Did not rollerblade in the Mall of America. Like you said, I think you'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I always had that like lingering fantasy as a kid that when we went to Minneapolis, I was inevitably going to like run into someone from the movie and be like, dude, you're the best. But, uh, (laughs) you know, obviously they didn't all live in in Minneapolis in this (laughs) fictional movie environment, but. I always had that dream. Goldberg's going to be in the food court at the Mall of America. <laughs> My wow. dude. Yes. Uh, this movie is, it's really interesting. Um, I mean, it just, it really, when you go back and watch it, the acting is awful. Emilio Estevez looks like he, I don't know. They <laughs> paid him too much to be there. And he's like, fine, I'll be there. I feel like his character is really is how Amelia Estevez yes. is. That was where, 100% what I was going to say. That's the point in his life that he actually was at. Yeah. Yeah. I, he was like, gosh, I. <laughs> the community I service was being in the community Mighty Ducks. service. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's still, you know, the things that you would find hilarious as a kid. You're just like, oh, this is so dumb. And maybe it's just how adulthood has taken over our minds and so the whole time i'm watching this film my son's eating it up by the way i'm like well that that couldn't happen that's not real you know even during the hockey games when they're like flying v i was like someone would get checked by this point (laughs) you know they're letting them set it up knuckle pucks and all of that stuff so looking over at my son as he was watching this i was like that's exactly how i watched this film and he was like, yeah, I think I could play hockey. I could do that. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, it's all over again. And and so, I don't know. It's it's tough to watch these films with an adult perspective now. Yeah. Where you want it to hold up and be as awesome as, as it was your childhood, but ugh, it's rough. Yeah, oh. yeah. And we should like maybe pause for just a brief second. Cause I realize we're like 10 minutes into this or a few, five minutes into this discussion. We haven't even really explained in case no one's seen the mighty ducks, what this movie is or what it's about. So basically the mighty ducks is a, like a rag to riches, like sports movie. Uh, basically Emilio Estevez plays a lawyer. He gets in trouble with a Dewey. Also a questionable start to a kid's movie, uh, not setting up the best behavior, but as punishment, he has to do like $500 of community service which he gets assigned to coaching a hockey team um, from like apparently the poor side of town (laughs) somewhere in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Uh, So he's got all these kids that just cannot play hockey. Turns out um, he had been a former child prodigy. He, he hates hockey. Now he hates his life. He hates children. And uh, somehow he gets his crap together Starts sleeping with their moms and <laughs> uh, the gets, the, gets the hockey team back on track for a championship. Go Just like that. Ducks. That's the movie. Quack. Yeah. Quack. 
Duxworth. <laughs> Mr. Duxworth. <laughs> Mr. Duxworth. So right. there's a brief synopsis. The, yeah, the the beginning of that movie, you know, with the the past year that the Minneapolis police force has had, uh, it has really not held up well when the white guy gets out of it and he's like, uh, you can have con- community service yet still paid full salary, drive around in a limo. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Plus, let's he- talk about the first time they met. Emilio Estevez, he got his Dewey. He's got the Pee Wee hockey team now. Pulls out on the ice in his limo to meet his team. And they're just blown away. I think that that part is actually pretty comical when they get them all in the in the limo and they're just messing with everything. He's on the phone. I I think uh I think it sets up the story really well. Just uh how annoying these kids are and and uh and hilarious and uh yeah definitely can i say ragtag yeah i suppose ragtag bunch of kids yeah the thing i hate about that scene though is like where it ends and the mom's freaking out she's like how dare you have the bullet on the ice i'm like lady this is a rink they only flood it like five inches deep what are are we doing that's what it's not falling through if it was like a small lake or actual rink or what but even so, it looked yeah. like a, just a rink. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's just that funny be because really I funny. hear that. <laughs> just <laughs> to like ice break and then it drops like <laughs> Movie's a, over. two inches and they're like, oh my gosh. But oh, how many times mind. have you heard that exact conversation where somebody is worried about the ice and then another person says, it's fine. I've lived here. I know ice. <laughs> yeah. It happens yeah. like all the time up here. And then two people are dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not funny, but up where we live, uh, you know, a truck, a trailer, a snowmobile or 10 every year. through the ice every year. Yeah. And this year was bad for it because we had a very warm winter. Yeah. <clears throat> Heavy things on ice are not a good combo. Yeah. But like Goldberg. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys know the what's up with him now, right? He's like a meth head. Yeah, but he's like a year sober. Like oh, he wow. wait, waited to open his Christmas presents for like two months because he wanted to like enjoy them and open them on his full year of sobriety. Wow. He actually kind of looks like Goldberg now. Really? Way skinnier Goldberg, but he has like teeth and stuff. Someone did helped him out. He looks not like the creepy homeless man that got arrested a year ago. Wow. I missed yeah. this. I yeah. have to see what's going on here. Oh, did you not see him like a year no. and a half ago when he got arrested? Oh my God. Yeah, he's he's like shriveled to a raisin form of himself he was on meth and was like found in someone's garage broken and entering and was like sleeping in the car or something he's unrecognizable really oh yeah here i'll 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 pull it up take a look yeah you guys keep talking i think probably the most famous kid is that uh is the one that got in trouble recently because he made up a story that a bunch of white guys were harassing him because of race or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. really? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's a few too many yeah. pucks to the face, I think. Yeah. yeah he took a knuckle puck. Mm-hmm. So, which one was the one complaining? Here's what, here's what he looks like now. Here's the redemption star. Here he is a year later, sober. So, huh? all right. Yeah, he's filling in. <laughs> He's going to be Goldberg. he's going to be on v- VH1 in no time. Yep. Yeah, and he's our age, which when you think about how ancient he looks in that photo, like don't do math kids. It's not. Mm. Yes. 
So, so you were saying one of them was like in the news lately for calling for a race thing. Yeah. He like set up, they, they can't quite figure out what the deal was, but they think that he, they paid these people to fake harass him. So he was trying to make a story out of it, how he was being harassed. Sounds like he's maybe schizophrenic. Yeah, I don't know. But he's probably the most famous one. He's like on a TV show right now. I don't know. Who was Which the one? most famous one? Uh, the Dawson's Creek kid, right? Uh, it's Charlie? I don't know. I think his name was Terry in this one. Uh, I thought Fulton. Charlie was for Terry sure Fulton. the most. I don't even... Oh, yes. I know which one he is. He is in some stuff. I still think Charlie, because of Dawson's Creek, is the biggest. It was a huge show. Yeah. I love that song. I don't want to wait for nope. our <laughs> lives to be over. If don't. I'm singing yeah. that to you. So Okay, so I, we had to bring some up. We had this discussion a little bit, and we're not going to dwell on it, but there's that comment in that movie, since we're talking about weird conspiracy theories and inappropriate things. Oh, my gosh. There, is a, there are three kids all on the line in the ice, which I didn't catch this as a kid, and it, it comes back up later on in the movie, used by the coach. There is a... Um, African-American kid, there's a white kid in the middle, another African-American kid on the other side, and the opposing team comes up, he's like, what is this, the Oreo line? And you're just like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't recall this from my youth. This isn't a Disney movie? I, want I, mean, to I don't that. think it's racist. I still can't go there. I, I just don't Google think it. it's racist. There's a whole Reddit d- dedicated to it. <laughs> a whole Reddit bad. dedicated to the Oreo line. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, let's not dwell on it, but I was just like, huh, did not remember that. Like, not even slightly. Yeah, I wouldn't even put it together at that point, I don't think. No, 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 no. The other thing I, I, that I, I thought was striking about this movie was like, we all grew up in that same era, right? Those kids were wearing like really weird clothes for like 91 or two-ish when that came out like i don't remember my friends having like inner city Rastafarian stuff, hats and were you i mean you're you claim to be from the city were you wearing that crap claim to be from the city <laughs> no hey, I, I wasn't I wearing that confirm nor deny um i mean i saw that stuff I, I mean i wasn't wearing a rastafarian hat mon I mean, I mean, there was plenty of like color block windbreakers in this movie too, which was right yeah, on, true. on brand. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like the kids are a little bit like maybe that's not how it. It, it wasn't like we all raided, you know, Bob Marley and Kirk Cobain's closet and then made one outfit out of it. Like I, it was strange to me. Yeah. <clears throat> but I would say that this movie is quite influential though and i mean not just in that year what was there two other ones right two other mighty ducks yeah a recent series like you said uh coming up yep yeah a recent series coming up animated series too but there was a hockey team i mean there is a still a pro hockey team was it before this film or after this film after this one it kind of lined up with the second film yeah because disney owned the team as well yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's why in the second one you see like the logo that they got. Uh, oh, like, yeah. Halfway through, is the, it was the actual team's logo at the time. Right. I think the logo mimics and in the second film. I think the logo mimics uh, 
like Scrooge McDuck or a character on Scrooge McDuck, right? Yeah, like when you boot up Disney Afternoon, it's pretty much like they looked at that and were like, here, we'll make a Monday Ducks jersey. <laughs> like, is yeah. how I feel. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. very, it is very much more Disney or, or, or Donald or Scrooge, you know, that it's okay. that silhouette almost, I feel yeah, like. Sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> that movie was huge, huge, um, you know, that year and even following and just, yeah, how much they, took it and ran with it i'm surprised we didn't get a, a video game with with the mighty ducks unless there is one that i never knew mm, about yeah maybe the animated series got one i don't know yeah i, don't. I mean we didn't see, generally see a lot of like video games from live action i mean home alone i guess is kind of the ex- well no dennis the menace too mm-hmm. you're right there could have been potential for that That'd have been missed, a lot of missed opportunity. Missed yeah. opportunity. You, you start. Yeah, I mean, the first level is you driving a Corvette in the snow. <laughs> How many beers can you drink? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to your point, it it might be one of those movies that maybe not everyone remembers. You know, if you're not from our generation, like I don't know how like twenty year olds view this, but like like you said, this was this was the movie. This was back when like. Stuff came to theater. You waited the year for it to come out on VHS, and you watched it religiously until the next thing. And yeah, like you said, we all got fired up. We we're all dumb kids. Like you'd see a movie like this, and you're like, "Yeah, I can be that." And we all did it, and we couldn't, we didn't, and uh, we won't. But it got you excited. Everyone <laughs> knew the lines. There's still I time. Mean, you crushed my dreams. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Bombay went back. You're about Bombay's age. You can try it. He went <laughs> for the minors. That's but yeah, right. it just it was so ingrained in our youth, in our childhood. That like you can connect with anyone from our generation on this topic, you know, it's, it's it, was, it was that big, you know. And when life gets you down, you just get an audience to say quack, quack, <laughs> quack, quack. Well, I mean, like I mean, the it didn't Rudy work clap. Out, it didn't work out great for Bombay. I mean, it kind of ended his job quacking at his boss. Oh, yeah. But. oh yeah, that's true. I wonder how many people have actually gotten fired by pulling that exact stunt, knowing, you know, like they're in a position where I'm going to get fired anyway. I'm just going to quack at my boss and walk out of here like Muddy Duck style. <laughs> I, I don't it's know happened. if it would, it would carry it as much as, you know, 1992. <laughs> They'd be like, why is this guy quacking at me? I don't understand. <laughs> it's a movie know. reference. You don't get it. <laughs> this is why I'm leaving. <laughs> Hostile yeah. work environment. I, I do. Almost wonder. I mean, I think that they're making a new series kind of reaffirms that it's a pretty popular thing, but it's tough for yeah. me to gauge because, like I said, this is like the state anthem come to life on film for Minnesotans, you know? So it's, yeah, it's definitely a classic here. I just don't know across the. I mean, yeah, that's true. I, the thing with this one, too, is like this is one of those cases of like the first movie stays like in its zone the best like as far as reality like it kind of is like perfect that he it starts off with a guy in minneapolis getting a dewey that's just kind of a thing around <laughs> here because of the midwest winters yeah. and then like the fact that at least they kept it realistic enough that like i mean the 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 team miraculously getting great overnight makes no sense but you know it was all kept in the peewee league it was kept in the same towns you know it's that second movie where it starts to get very movie-fied, right? Like, you can't just pick the 12 people you want from your Pee Wee Hockey League team and have them play for Team USA. That's not how that works, 
there's a whole like vetting and qualification system. You can't, you, know, and, you can't bring a rope onto the ice. <laughs> I forgot about that. God, we have to do a movie time on two. Yeah. That's and then probably by the third, a racist thing too. <laughs> maybe if you're, if you're a jump rope. Uh, and then by the third one, I think it was like even worse because, you know, it was just the same team again, like showing up in college somehow. And I don't remember that one. That one's real bad, man. I think two is probably the most like polished package, but one is still like the most authentic feeling to what, you know, the situation called for. It's still ridiculous. There's still, like you said, the rollerblading in malls and I don't know. And it is super questionable that <sighs> he's just going after that kid's mom. Like, I, I That's mean, the only time he so cared. Uncut. Once he got into right. that relationship is when he really put effort into the team then. The exact moment. And then it's, <laughs> it's strange, too, that, like, Charlie's character is just, like, encouraging it. Like, please, bang my mom. <laughs> I, I can't go out. I got homework. You guys go on a date. It's like, this isn't, this isn't how that works, I don't think. I don't know. Never been in that situation, but I think I'd be uncomfortable with that. Maybe it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I forget they didn't it didn't work out. They talk about it briefly, right? Like the transition from one to two. Like there was some reason why that relationship ended, I know. Oh. I forget. Probably drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he slapped her around a few too many times after Night on the Town. It's, it's probably about right. <laughs> that would be funny to like <laughs> the reoccurring story. Oh man. Oh god, it would I line guess up I'm so going back to my ducks team. <laughs> it would line up so perfectly right now too, because in 2021, right now people would be me doing about Bombay like in an abusive relationship from 20 years earlier. Then everyone's gonna like hashtag I'm with blah blah blah. It would be perfect. We need that movie. Why are we doing a series? Let's do the the Bombay uh cancel movie. <laughs> cancel Bombay. Uh what they didn't show you in the movie he's in a trailer just drinking away give me another beer (laughs) i don't have my lawyer job anymore (laughs) i'm working at mickey's diner i'm doing the best i can (laughs) Uh, or he's like uh he's sharpening skates for hans gets like 50 (laughs) cents a pair And he's German and <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> I, the one thing I remember deeply that like this came out the exact moment that the North stars were basically moving out of Minnesota. Yes, it sucked. And they reference, you know, like the North stars and how good they are and how awesome that team yeah. was. And then it's like, yep. The exact moment they're that gone. movie came out, it was like, Oh, they're gone. Bye. You think what think what that would have done for their like local attendance, like on top of what they were already doing with like all these kids jacked on hockey and from Minneapolis. And it's like, oh, we sold your team. (sighs) Yeah. Sad. Sad. Yep. So for as soon as that movie came out, that was the only thing hockey related in Minnesota for like a decade. Yeah. You know, you guys get the wild. They're doing all right. Right. Or they have had some good seasons. Some. That's yeah. that's also like since ninety one, I think was the last time any of our teams have ever played a championship game. So it's thirty year anniversary of being terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, any closing thoughts before we, we give our blob uh, rating on this one? Quack. 
quack. Flying V. <laughs> so on a scale of one to five, one being the lowest, five being the best, what would you give Mighty Ducks in your opinion today? Has it has it held up? As an adult, right? As an adult, yes. Okay. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a three. Three blobs. Mm. Just sit right in the middle ish. Okay. Middle would be two point five, but sitting at a three blob. I was I'll say a four. I mean there was like you said, the kids on the ice was a good time, but at the same time, like when they did the dog shit through the window and then they did that chase. Yes. It was like yes. this yes. home alone garbage that they tried to throw yes. in there. It's like, oh, that just didn't hold up very well at all. I agree. Yeah, I'd go four too. Um the nostalgia runs pretty high into that factor, but also it actually, I think, held up better than I thought it would have. Because I remember watching it maybe a few years back, and I really was like, oof, this is rough. But, you know, watching it again and then getting to see it, like Nate said, through my kid's eyes, it still hits its mark for what it intended. I remember <clears throat> my son, I, now that you brought up the like the dollar in the purse, he's like, how would that guy driving by even see that? <laughs> yeah. I had the same I have no idea. That's awesome. Great, great thought, buddy. Appreciate that. So that was my closing yeah. thought. <laughs> I mean, the why mo- did he leave his car running in the middle of the street in downtown Minneapolis <laughs> to chase <laughs> after a bunch of kids? <laughs> right. That's a better question. Which was also a, a Camaro in the snow. <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. He was drinking. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's, it's pretty good. I would say overall, right? It's, yeah. I, I think the sports side really holds up really well. It's, yeah. And it's kind of surprising that when you really look at the movie, it's actually about the coach more than is actually a kid's movie, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, somewhere down the line, we're going to have to do D2. That's for sure. Yeah. Speaking of twos, this is going to tie in really well. Somebody else in the podcast completed The Legend of Zelda <laughs> 2. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't get as many texts telling me that I should die a horrible, fiery death from Andy, but what did you think of it? Oh. He's way, Andy's way too nice. Way too oh, nice. No. Like, okay, so I was pretty into it the first half, I would say. Um. How far? Like, be specific. Where where at was the dropping point for you? It started getting a little bit annoying at the, is it the mountain with all the doors? And you have to figure out which which uh doors you have to go through the maze to get the hammer. Yep. Um that was kind of annoying. Uh but for the most part, like it held up to the idea that I liked that. Hey, this is Zelda with RPG. You just grind it out and then you'll be better than anything that you'll find and you'll be able to handle it and just power through it. Um, then you get to the end and you're basically required to grind all the way, everything up to level eight and then basically never have any magic to do anything and then just constantly die over and over and over again. And all the enemies, you can't even hit them without magic. And they're all floating garbage that are, they're basically Medusa heads from Castlevania, as well as like, it's, it's, it'd be like Mario Brothers with Medusa heads and Hammer Brothers, just 
littering the screen all the time. And you can't get rid of them without magic that you need to improve your life. <laughs> it's at the end of that game, the RPG elements are non-existent and it's, they made it for the wrong reasons. They added that and it doesn't do anything to that game at the end. It's garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> the game is garbage or just that I, part of it? I think, well, it's, I would say if you played up to half point, just end there. Cause after that, it's I mean, just that's annoying. Where, that's kind of where I've gotten. And I never thought, I mean, it, it's frustrating, but it was never like, I want to kill myself. So I guess I need to become suicidal and play through this with you guys. So not with us. We're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm never done. done. I'm not playing. Well, no, I'll, I'll be texting you. I will uh, never go back to that game. Multiple ever. times to let you know what I think about it. Nate. It is the worst game on the NES. Worst I mean, game. Biff, God. Plus yep. the, the secrets. Some of those things, I don't know how you possibly, I mean, some of that stuff was in the first game, I guess too, but, it's so cryptic. There's a couple of those things that you would never get unless you looked it up. Like there was a couple of things that I'm like, what you were supposed to do this. Like there's one point that it's... you just normally go through every city and there's, there's, there's no reason why you would think you'd do anything different in those cities. Yet one, one city you can go down a chimney if you use a jump command. And it's like, how would you ever know that? When you're not even trained to even look for something like that. Nintendo powers. What's that? What's down the chimney? It's like a, the upward thrust power, which I think you need to get through. Have to have it. Yeah, you have to have it to get through one of the palaces. Or even yeah. just some of the dumb things when you walk through the town and you get your health, you get your magic, and then this girl's like, I'm thirsty. I need something to drink. And you're like, Okay, what am I supposed to do with it? And then there's a fountain that you just like literally crouch right there. at and hit with the sword, and then it's like you have water. What the heck? Well, now what do I do? Go right back to the lady, and she's like, "Oh, thank you for a drink." <laughs> I mean, it's such a cryptic. It's so cryptic. Yep. Yeah, and it's a game that you just grind and grind, and it's unforgiving. Like you said, those. RPG elements where you feel that like Diablo, once you start getting your, your character just beefed up, you're, you're supposed to feel good and power through things. Yeah. You're barely, I mean, you're pretty much unstoppable at that point. And then all of a sudden you're expecting that in this game and it's just, Oh, I suck more. Oh, okay. I killed this guy. Oh, now I suck even worse. <laughs> yeah. These guys are way stronger than me. Oh, it's awful. Well, in the end, it. end of that game, you're basically, because you need firepower basically to kill anything that's blue. So you're basically yep. just running through things. You're not even, you're just trying to take at least amount of hits to run through them. Yep. Then and actually fight them. The lack of fairies and health. Oh my gosh. Yep. Biff needs his fairies. I need my I, uh, fairies. One thing I was watching in between recording the last couple was something that would make that game a lot worse. And that's um, the realization that on the Famicom version, when you died, it took all your stats down to zero. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you couldn't even keep progression on that. It was like that's awful. Yeah. That's awful. I thought it was bad when you died and you had to walk back from the castle all yeah. the way to wherever you're going. 
Yeah. Those kids, those kids had it rough. I can't believe you guys didn't use the rewind feature. I did on the last palace because I was, because okay. I wanted to finish it today and I'm like, this is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. It's good. Especially you get it done. The very last, well, not the last boss because that one's easy, obviously, but the, the bird thing. You have to go in there. You they you have to use half your magic bar just to be able to hurt him. Yep. And then the rest of your magic to use jump and probably shield to take less damage. And you basically have no magic left for the rest of the fight. And I do like when you fight Shadow Link and you can just stand in the corner, <laughs> crouch down, <laughs> and just stab away. And that's how the game ends. You're like, oh, okay. Apparently that shadow link is back on level one and I just destroyed him. Yep. No, I was, I was like, oh, this is a decent game halfway through. And then after that, it was nope. Cause no one goes beyond that. It, it all just, fell apart. Just a couple of idiots on a podcast go that far. Yeah. I mean, it's probably worth, guesstimating that maybe you are the only two people on the planet that have beaten <laughs> no, Zelda 2, but I'm pretty sure there, we're the only only two people that have have conquered that I mean, game. really like I bet there's a lot like us, right? That you know, we all like Zelda games, but how many of us have actually I mean that's what made me go through. It was like I like RPGs and I like Zelda and I've never really put the time into this one. So okay. Well okay I I'll play it. I'll start playing it now. I'll try to get it done before the next one because I still like what I've put into that game, so we'll we'll uh, see. He'll be destroyed yeah, once you get to the mountain. I'm gonna come out of there all fucking sunshine and roses. I'm telling you <laughs> that right now. I'm gonna make a point. I'm gonna find something to love about this thing. No, no, just live stream it, and so we can watch the pain <laughs> and torture. No, because I'm not and getting to live stream a game. You. <laughs> that's that's not you, nice. You suck. <laughs> This was a friendly podcast. Yeah, I'm over uh, that speak, now. Speaking of Zelda, uh, I'm having a little bit of an issue with my son because he's a freak when it comes to Breath of the Wild. So now his thing has become he's found exploits through YouTube on how to glitch and break the game. <laughs> so he's no going way. he's going back through now and air glitching his way to all the shrines that he just can't problem solve and walking in and getting <laughs> getting the <laughs> <laughs> the the goal and he's doing this all over just completely breaking it and i'm just like dude how how one how did you pull this off and then second of all i'm getting irritated with him because he'll come over to me and he's mad because like i'm stuck i can't do anything like my character won't walk i'm like yeah you're cheating like that's not <laughs> supposed to be part of the game ding dong so i don't want him to feel like it's a good thing to glitch now he's doing it and so he glitched the shit out of uh, Breath of the Wild, and he asked me to start him a new save file for Mario Galaxy, and he is now glitching his way to get stars that he or moons that he shouldn't be able to get way ahead of time and like powering through it. And I'm just, I don't get it. I mean, he watches these videos and just like snap, like he just does it. Your kid is a freak. He is, and I, I'm not encouraging the the glitching thing. I think it's not. That's amazing. It, it bothers. Me. Maybe he's going to be an excellent speedrunner though someday mm -hmm. with, with those skills. But which will lead you nowhere in life. No, but no. <laughs> might be on you a will Twitter. still be in your dad's basement. <laughs> He'll be on a Twitter video somewhere. 
Uh, yeah, I don't, or not a Twitter, a Twitch video. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's very bizarre to me because I never looked at a game like that as a kid. Like I just never. I mean, I guess we all ran into glitches, but I never just sought them out as a way to crush a game even more than I already crushed it. No, it's, no, it's pretty amazing. That the the sequel better come out soon for your son, or he's going to lose his mind. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm really hoping 2021 yet. We'll find out. There was a there's a little bit of like a non-rumor rumor of like they might have just leaked, but I read the article and I was like, nope, that was not a leak. <laughs> yeah. Somebody just listed it somewhere on a website and had no date, but yeah. <sighs> well, I officially internet. I officially jumped into Luigi's Mansion on Nintendo Switch, hoping that I could just conquer that game because I bought it. My son, I don't know if he's beaten it. I don't think he has. That is a very casual game. It is not what I expected it to be. I have no Luigi's Mansion experience whatsoever. Never played it on the GameCube, uh, 3DS, any of that kind of stuff. Never, never approached the game. So the the this one is my first experience, and it is very slow pace. It's fun, but the pacing on it is so slow, and I don't know. They could really, Ryan always said they could cut 15 hours off of it and be great. And mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel that way where it's like, they're, I, I don't Let's see. Where am I? I mean, have you gotten to the cat yet? No, haven't gotten to the cat. Oh, I just beat yeah. up the piano guy. So you're eventually going to hit a space where an interaction happens that causes you to go back and retread a ton of stuff. Mm, so no. if you're already frustrated now, it's oh, going to no. get worse. And I'm trying my best this year to not stop playing the game just because it's, you know, I get to a crappy point, but ah, this game, I kind of just want to stop. And I feel like I should have moved to something more fast paced, something exciting yeah. coming out of Adventures of Link. Instead, I went to this one and I'm regretting my decision. I think it's too bad that you're having to do it solo because I at least got to grind it out. We did co-op the whole way through, which, you know, it's a good game in that regards for for pacing, because if you've got younger kids, they tend to game a little slower anyway. So it works in its favor that way. But, yeah, I could see on your own, you know, as an adult, it's it's not an overly difficult game. It's more of just like a slow and steady treasure hunt sort of feel. Right. I mean, I, I think it's worth beating, but yeah, it need it needs desperately to be shorter and it'd be a greater game for it. But I like what they yeah. do with like the concept of just like we can take a hotel and for whatever reason in this hotel, every floor is like themed like a different world. Like that, right. that's kind of a cool, mm-hmm. cool aspect. But yeah. So I'm I just beat the piano guy. How far am I? Halfway? Maybe. I don't think so. That's a oh, long game, right? Yeah, it's like 36 hours, I'd guess. No. I'm concerned about this. I really <laughs> fell off of it because I was trying to do co-op with my son, and it just, we were not a very compatible pair of Luigi's. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it didn't work out so great, but you're saying solo is maybe not any better so man i kind of wanted to go back to it but i i'll stand by i still think it's worth a playthrough 
it's it's still a b tier game like i'd put it on par with like a pikmin like it's not a game i maybe need to revisit often but if i put the time into it i feel satisfied by the time i'm done but i don't know i'd say see it through okay there's I'll some keep there's on some grinding fun, away there's some fun stuff but I did take a break from that to play a little bit of Tetris Effect, and oh, nice. that thing was making me so sick. <laughs> I don't know, and I was, you know, it's not in VR or anything. I found myself just sitting there and then like cocking my head over a little bit, and then <laughs> I was like, I gotta shut this off. I'm not feeling good because you just see the background like shifting left to right. And then I went back to Luigi's Mansion, and then I felt like everything was like shifting left to right in it. Uh, that game screwed me up. Oh, you gotta you gotta see it in VR. Something else. Yeah, I don't know if I could <laughs> because your VR disappeared, or <laughs> because it would make you sick. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> that was hurtful. Uh, I'm sorry. Hurtful. <laughs> yeah, I, so I didn't game a whole lot in between. <clears throat> episodes actually i went back to tony hawk one and two remastered whatever that is and played some more of that uh i'm still liking it and it's it's weird because that's everything i wanted in a, a proper reincarnation of tony hawk like it's it's everything i asked for and it just doesn't click with me the way that it should because i don't know why it's bizarre um but did some more of that and then i actually did a few hours of PUBG. Uh, with Justin and another fella um, last weekend, and that was okay. That game still, I don't know if that's my thing. Like, sometimes you do good. I think then we went on a stretch of, like, three hours of, like, I'm dead and I didn't kill anyone and then went out with a chicken dinner, but I don't know what to think about that game. <laughs> PUBG is, like, a Fortnite, right? It, yeah, it's the game that Fortnite copied and became more popular then. Yeah. It's it's more in the it's more in the vein of Warzone than it is Fortnite. But say. even more sure. kind of military simulation, right? Yeah, it feels a little more like something you would have played like Battlefront or something on the PlayStation 2. Like it's that sort of vibe. It's a little janky, it's not as polished. Mm -hmm. It's still okay. I mean, sure. I don't know. I didn't I didn't have the best it's not like the most exciting night of gaming, but I don't know. It's still a thing. That's kind of all I've done. Pretty boring. I've just been wasting my time with Zelda 2. That's pretty much. Well, the waste is over now. Yep. yep. There's new good games coming to Nintendo Online. I don't have to. I don't have to waste my time on Zelda. Good or just super obscure? Uh, probably. I mean, obscure and probably not good. Like, yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> like i was just glad it wasn't jalico i, I know to be quite honest you got like a hundred first party games you could just put one on there that's all you need just just do one and no it's yeah. you don't have to pay anybody for licensing that way yeah what what the hell like what are these it's like i it reminds me of how we picked byron burns like we're just like oh this is <laughs> haven't heard of that one before yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I know any of these by name that they picked this go around. Yeah, so they got Prehistoric Man, 
which is like a caveman platformer. It's a Joe and Mac ripoff, I think. Um, Psycho Dream, which was Japanese only, and it looked like Valis, and I looked it up, and yeah, it's the same makers of Valis, so okay. it's just a futuristic version of that. Um, Doom's War- Doom Warriors? I don't know what that's about. <laughs> that's <laughs> not do for you yeah. it's like the sweet mad max game that'd be great and then for nes you get fire and ice which hey at least you're not yeah. spending a hundred or some dollars on that cartridge but yeah it doesn't really make you think boy this is worth the 30 <laughs> bucks a year i pay for this <laughs> i still don't have voice chat but at least i got fire and ice like how does it even have who even brings up that in the conversation? Like, you know, we could get could get Doom Warriors on here. Like, how does that even come to be? I don't know the business I, deal. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's like, hey, we want to approach somebody to do this for Arcade Archives. And they're like, no, that game sucks. We're not <laughs> doing the work to make it Arcade Archives. And they're like, fine, we'll put it on there for free. Like, okay, we got you. <laughs> Give us the ROM. We'll do that. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. And it's so wildly inconsistent too ever since they moved off that like new games for the month model or whatever. Yeah. It's just I don't sometimes I really just question what goes on at Nintendo. And yet they're still making money. So much money. Yeah. Well they say the Switch is almost at Wii status. Yeah. Probably won't beat that. That's ridiculous. That. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> It's will we, will we good? It's probably like uh, eight times as much as the Wii U at this point. Oh, yeah, way, way more. I'm excited for that Bowser's Fury. I know we talked about it before, too, but I pre-ordered that finally. On Wednesday, I was like, oh, crap, I never pre-ordered it. So I pre-ordered it mostly because I wanted the Amiibo. I'm sure I can find the game. So I pre-ordered both Amiibo and the game. And in theory, I can pick it up at Best Buy tomorrow. I don't know about the Amiibo, but I would assume they'll have the game in stock. So yeah. going to play that. I did read Polygon's overview on it, and it is as I feared. Um, it's essentially two games in one. And, um, the Bowser's Fury isn't so much a continuation of Mario 3D World as much as it is the truly first 3D open world Mario game where everything exists in one giant expanse. There's no section to section. There's just a bunch of like islands, you know? So I'm a little bummed with that. Cause like I said, I, the appeal to me with 3d world has always been that it's just the old stylings with a really nice coat of paint. And it didn't, it didn't try to do much. It just did everything right that it needed to. So I don't know how I feel about the new content being, the sort of gameplay that I don't generally get into with Mario. Maybe it'll surprise. I mean, it'll still be good, but you know, I I didn't even really like Odyssey that much for that reason. And to know that it's going to be just even a, you know, like you think of the, the desert area of Odyssey that I didn't like that. It was just like big, one big open dumb area to run around. Like, I don't want something that's 10 times that, that, that doesn't, that's not fun for me. That's not what Mario is for me. I grew up where Mario is a level. You beat it. You progress. It's the next contained, well-crafted thing. I don't, and not that the 3D stuff isn't well-crafted. It just doesn't feel. It's not my Mario game. 
Yeah. Hashtag not my Mario. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, especially with the levels. I mean, like you said, the desert world, how long does it take you to beat everything there? Whereas right. 3D world, you're blasting through those levels somewhat quickly, seeing new things quite often. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't want to, I don't want to judge it too harshly before I get my hands on it, but I'm kind of bummed about that, but I'm still super excited to get what I consider, you know, one of the greatest Mario games, especially with couch co-op on a updated console port. So that'll be exciting. Yep. And those cat Mario, they're just so damn cute. And those Amiibo, I'm just going <laughs> to sleep with them every night and snuggle them. I'm not because I won't ever take them out of the box, but. If I did, I'd I'd snuggle them. Next time I come over, I'll take them out of the box. All of them. And then oh, just no. run away. Oh. When Biff doesn't show up on a podcast ever again, everyone's going to know why. <clears throat> Screwed with my amiibo. Freed the amiibo. You do what you want Free. with my Animal Crossing ones, but you stay the hell away from the rest. It'd be funny to rip them open and have them going up the stairs out of your house like <laughs> we are free i'd be like in tears before i even made it to the door wouldn't, wouldn't be good just a, be a massacre a, of amiibo a, a broken man broken man yeah yeah i so another thing uh this doesn't transition really into much anything but it just kind of went down this weird train of thought that i think kind of fits into our podcast and the whole nostalgia vibe was I picked up that new Foo Fighters album. Uh, you know, the one that Dave Grohl said was going to be a party album. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess you could call it that. So it's like nine songs. And it's good, right? Like, it's good. It's the Foo Fighters. It's not going to be bad. But, like, there's not really a radio hit on there. I don't think. I know there's singles out there. There's not the song that I'm going to just, like, itch to listen to and like look it up on Spotify and like I came to the realization that that's been the case for three albums solidly now and I just started having flashbacks to like remember when we were well you guys might have been more middle school I was even middle school for some of it but like middle school high school when it seemed odd that like uh I don't know uh that like Tom Petty or Aerosmith and these like legacy acts mm -hmm. had like a hit on like popular radio and I'm starting to realize that maybe like Foo Fighters is the next generation of, of that sort of thing. Like they can still get airplay because of their back catalog, but I don't know that they're necessarily, if you're not, they're not innovating, right? Like it's just, they're just an arena band, right? And, and that's super sad to realize that one of your favorite bands is just probably never going to put out the monumental album again. Like it's kind of just probably done and that bums me out what when you when you say party is it like andrew wk party or like lmfao no, like party no like Bo okay more like bowie it's, okay. it's very poppy with like chorus and female vocals in the background it's it's not yeah that would be not that would be something like a <laughs> Foo Fighters take on Let's Get Wet. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's I and mean, it's all like I said, it's all well done. I mean, I can't say that anything they've ever done hasn't been well done or well produced, but it's not 
it's not making waves. I mean, and it's super disappointing because, you know, there's one of the biggest acts in like rock in a dying and dead genre. Like I wish they were pushing harder to evolve it and not just lean back into like pop sensibilities. And I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I sound like I, I'm hating on it and I'm not cause I enjoyed my listen through, but I just kind of walked away from that being like, yeah, I could see my daughter buying tickets to go see Foo Fighters with like, I don't know, Eve six opening up, you know, at the fair <laughs> in five years. So, and I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's probably the same thing where like our parents were like, why is my kid going to see Aerosmith? Like, they haven't had a good I, album since like 80, whatever. I did see Eve six at a fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably their racket at this point. Yeah. Right. But I mean, <laughs> actually it was a rib fest. It wasn't even a fair. Oh man. <laughs> so I think that is rib fest. That's like a rib. A fair. It's lower yeah. than a fair. <laughs> For sure. And then after, okay. What's before like a rib fest? Would it just be a bar? Hmm. Is that the uh, is that the level? We should create the levels here. Yeah, I think it depends on the bar. Are we talking like dive bar? Twenty people can walk up to it. Or are we talking like, like the outdoor bar event? event. Bar. Okay. Out, okay, outdoor bar event. I would say that falls below both a rib fest and a yep. fair. Okay. Right. Yep. So Maybe. it goes bar, outdoor bar, rib fest. I tell you, once you go down to the fair, fair yes, at, I think that's the progression, right? Yeah. Well, uh, we got we to divide this up. We're we talking county or state fair because they got the, the tiers. So oh, I would say, yeah. I would say a rib fest is above a county fair, but a state yes. fair is above a rib a county fest. fair. Yep. Yes. County fair might actually be lower than outdoor bar. Mm, and then it might go is. state fair after county fair, state fair, state fair, then, right? Stadium. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. There you go, well, folks. Where's the casino? progression where's casino? of fans. Oh. Casinos. Yeah. That's probably, probably above county fair, maybe, but below. Below Rib Fest. Yeah. I think, yep. like, just that's like yeah. on your way to <laughs> go back to the outdoor bars. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's like one step before you're only doing state and county fairs because those are the only gigs you can get in the summer. Yep. Do you think those musicians that were once hot ever just sit in the casino like, how did I get oh, here? All <laughs> like, the how time. did I get to this point? They're like, hey, this is another $2,000 in her pocket, boys. Well, when it gets, Making it happen. When it gets down to the bar thing, I always remember the warrant showed up to an outdoor bar in Purim. And then shortly oh. after that, he offed himself. So it was oh like, gosh. Uh, once you hit that part as a performer, when you hit the bottom, yeah, maybe this. I remember seeing no Alien Ant ice. Farm. <laughs> uh, Alien Ant Farm played a local bar in town here. Uh, so this is post, you know, Smooth Criminal, all that garbage. Yep. Not, I'm not an Alien Ant Farm fan, but is there? I any? went to the concert because someone gave me a <laughs> ticket. I felt so embarrassed for this once big name band. There were four people in the entire bar and I sat behind like just this booth, just sitting 
and they were out and they were just like looking at each other like this is the worst day of their lives and <sighs> no, there was one drunk girl just dancing like right in front of them and that was it it was i know that's they rough. were mortified just like this is the worst <clears throat> I had a similar, yeah, but the, not, not nearly as bad as that in, in town too, where, um, local H had come through and like, for whatever reason, this, this buddy from Minneapolis got all excited. He called me up and he's like, dude, have you ever heard of local H? I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> like 20 years ago. Yeah. For some reason he had never heard like bound to the floor or whatever that one hit is from them. Like he thought it, like, I suppose they started playing it on the radio in Minneapolis cause they had stopped in Minneapolis the night before. Anyway, he couldn't go to that concert, so we got all excited and drove to Fargo, and I'm like, I'll go with you, I guess, whatever. So we're in the bar, and like, it, it's not dead, but I mean, it's a small shithole, one of those venues downtown. There's like maybe 30 people in there, and they play their set, and my buddy's just like freaking out. He's like, man, can I get a picture with you? Can I get a picture with you? And the guy's like, yeah, I, I mean, like, I got to pack up all my gear first. Like, can we make this quick? And then uh, the dude's like, camera didn't flash or whatever, and like, finally, the dude from local H just got pissed and like walked away. And my buddy was kind of pissed off. I was like, dude, put yourself into his shoes. This guy was like in one of the biggest bands playing sold out shows and festivals. And he's now in a dive bar in Fargo, North Dakota, loading up his own shit. <laughs> like, he he doesn't care about taking a photo. With Those you. are he's the people a- that you say, hey, I'll load up your stuff if I can take a photo. And the guy's right. fine. That sounds it, good. You got to see their weak, weak points. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was like, I'm sure he is horribly defeated. Oh but my gosh. I, I kind of wonder. I can't believe the alien ant farm thing, though. Four people. It's, I forgot. It's amazing. He, it was sponsored by a radio, and the radio host comes out. And he's like, All right, Fargo, you guys excited? And there was nobody <laughs> clapping, and he's still like doing the radio <sighs> voice, still getting like trying to get people pumped up. It was. And that was at the beginning. Wow. Oh, th- it was. It wasn't good. How long ago was this? Um, this would have been, this was probably five years ago. Okay. Six years ago. Wow. Here's my, at shotgun Sally's. What, when you're a band like that, when do you play smooth criminal? Like, is it the first thing? They waited to the very end. (laughs) They waited to the very end. Yeah. If it's that and night that you play one and you girl walk out. that was on the floor was like, this is the best song ever. <laughs> and just even afterwards, they're just like, oh. Did they come down and hang out with people in the bar after they were done? Nobody stayed around. Everybody <laughs> walked out after Smooth Criminal. And by everyone, I mean the four people that were in there. Oof, duh. I could have easily been like, hey, guys, let's hang out. And. They might have taken me up on it, but I, I will also buy you walked food. out on them. I can tell yeah. you need sustenance and you can't afford it on your own. Not even the girl. Uh, she she left too. Wow. Uh, I don't think she, she probably hit the ground at that point. <laughs> Was her so. name Annie? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> this song's about me. Uh, yeah. Alien Out Farm, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I know they're not listening to this, so my sorry was not really genuine. Well, I just bring this back. I kind of don't want to dash your dreams even more, but I saw that Foo Fighters is nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
I did see oh my gosh. <laughs> Which kind of means where that. everyone goes to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Hall of Fame should be when someone dies. Not yeah. like you're still alive. We're gonna put you in the Hall of Fame because <laughs> yeah. please don't don't do anything more. Yeah. I mean yeah. that that just confirms your legacy act at that point, like hundred percent. So Yeah, there's nothing you're just they look at what you've been doing and like, yeah, they're just doing the same stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, and they totally deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. But you know, I'm okay with them just maybe being a touring band at this point. Like, just do the greatest hits. I don't, I don't know. It's funny because that band has so many, like, side project bands, and a lot of those are, like, so much more interesting. Like, Taylor Hawkins albums have been really yeah. good. So it's weird that Foo Fighters has just kind of not explored more bizarre stuff. But I, I'm still not complaining. It's fine. I just maybe won't buy the next one. And come home with high hopes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one of my favorites is going to be right there with you. Iron Maiden. Ma- Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. They were, I saw that, too. Yeah. They were the other one. They got to get in, right? Yeah. I would I mean, say so. You can. I'm actually kind of shocked to learn that Iron Maiden wasn't already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but... Well, because what's the thing? It's got to be X number of years since the first album you've released, right? Yeah. But yeah. Maiden's also been making new music constantly too. Same type of deal, you know. Right. How do you suppose that's going to work? Like the qualifications to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twenty five years from now, when the album structure is gone, are they just going to go from when you first released your single on like iTunes or Spotify? Like, <laughs> is that the date that you start counting from? Or YouTube as Bieber? Like, pretty much eligible at this point. That's true. It'll be when did you first drop something musical on any social media platform? MySpace. streaming platform. Yes. MySpace. We're bringing it back. (laughs) Well, so how does it work with the nominees? Do they only induct so many a year? Or, like, I, f- I don't really know how that process works. Yeah, I'm not even sure how they vote on it even, right? Like, okay. probably not popular vote, because that would just be weird. But No, it's got to be, like, one of those things where it's, like, a board of your peers, right? Like, people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully they both get inducted. That would be amazing. I'm guessing Nirvana is already, right? If Yeah. If- yeah. Yep. They did. And they were like, I remember there was like that controversy about that, how they didn't induct, you know, the first drummer because he actually did play all of Bleach and then some of his drums were still used in um Why Am I Blanking on? Smells Like Teen Spirit? The, what was that album? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Gosh, yeah, that's bad that I just blanked on that. Um, but yeah, they, they snubbed him out. So I always thought that was kind of weird because kind of some of their informative sounds were by that dude. He's not as famous Maybe just though. Throw him a bone. No, he's famous <laughs> for being the guy who got kicked out of Nirvana <laughs> yeah. you know, or left. You know what I mean? I was looking, I was watching some article recent or re watching some article, watching some video on YouTube recently. You could be it. watching an article, someone reading it to you. It's <laughs> That's fine. true. Yeah. Uh, on like this guitar, there was like another guitar player that was in Nirvana for a while. 
who got kicked out, who then also went to Soundgarden and also got kicked out. Wow. He got kicked out of both bands. He got kicked out of both bands like right before they exploded. And then he uh, went on into like the Marines and then like somehow he was like in the Marines and one of the like videos had gotten released and they found out he was in these bands. So I guess they just, the drill instructors just like berated him. Like, it's like, get on it, rock star, you know, just <laughs> beating the shit out of this poor dude. And he ended up doing a bunch of tours and he's like quite the guy, I guess. But can you imagine like right before two of like the biggest bands of the nineties broke, you guys were thrown out of both of them. <laughs> Like that's I could have been something. I could have been something twice. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, wow. Well. Oh. So you did the PlayStation year in review? Oh gosh. Yeah, I was just looking at my notes. I was like, I know I was gonna talk about something else. Yeah, so I did the year in review. Um our buddy Brandon, friend of the podcast, sent Sent his over to mine. I was like, that's impressive. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. This was like the saddest year in gaming for me. I don't know if I really even turned on my PlayStation at all. So I did eventually log in and look and my, I played a total of 25 games according to my PlayStation over 2020, 274 hours. And the number one and two games on there were Slime Rancher, which only my kids played. (laughs) And um, I think what was the second one? Yeah, no, it wasn't even Duck Game. It was something else that my kids played. Um, so yeah, I I basically probably contributed like less than or about fifty hours of that myself. And then I pulled up the stats on how many hours I played in VR and it was a whopping zero. So and I know <laughs> that's accurate because I didn't use my VR once in twenty twenty. So yeah. I don't know. Anybody else look at theirs? Yeah, which is hilarious because my number one game is Beat Saber, a VR game. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours in VR? Uh, it said 44 hours, I think. That's Something impressive like that. for VR. Yeah. Yeah, we still play a lot of Beat Saber. But other than that, I think I was at like a little over 100 hours total. So I didn't play hardly anything this year. It was mostly just your Beat Saber machine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was your game count? Not that it, it matters. Was, I suppose it was like one hundred twenties. I think if I remember. Right. Okay, yeah, that doesn't take too much. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know what it I was. Think I just Dreams like, was up there. I think that was my number two uh, game. Yeah, I think Dreams was in the top five for me, which me, which is crazy because I played that mostly just recently. Actually, yeah, did I get that in December? No, so maybe I was wrong. Yeah, I don't. I suppose I didn't get that until January. So. I'm full of crap, mm. but now nah, sad, sad, sad year. I, I feel like there have, there would have been years where that would have been into the many thousands. Like in, gosh, I want to say that year that you and I did the when we really put in the work to do a proper game of the year for this oh, show. Yeah. We played a lot very early on. Yeah, I mean, I think in one month I probably put in eighty to a hundred hours between Horizon Zero Dawn and trying to get to the other stuff. And now, I don't know where the time goes. Too busy watching the Mighty Ducks, I guess. <laughs> Duck game. I play a lot more Xbox just because Game Pass. But Yeah, Game Pass. Can't argue with that. <clears throat> so what's this Minecraft card game all about? Yeah, so we got this uh, Minecraft card game, which is basically you just pick up different resources, build different tools, and just try and get points faster. But my kids are absolutely obsessed with it. 
And if they don't have it, like they're built, they're making the cards at school out of paper <laughs> and make playing the game there. It's just nuts. So it's just constantly this Minecraft game. And to me, it's, it doesn't have that much strategy overall. Like there's, it's not balanced very well, but uh, it's interesting. I mean, they, they made the essence of Minecraft into a pretty decent, simple card game. You can just find this at like Target or any place. Yeah, I don't know. I think we got it on Amazon, so it wasn't okay. too much. But so this is taken over for the Doug Dig Dug battle yeah. that has ended. Now we're into Minecraft cards, which, which I've I'm the champion of now. I've conquered the Dig Dug, and nobody. What was the strategy? How did how did you turn it around? Um, I uh, kite everybody around. Okay, the entire level. Get them under a rock, and you squish them all, and you just do that. Maybe like three levels you've got a massive amount of points and then after that you can play it you know more careful so use the the levels Mm -hmm. to your advantage Mm -hmm. huh i like it that's smart well i'm glad that you've you've gotten uh your initials into the the game there yep teach teach your family a lesson to screw with you you're the real Mm -hmm. gamer yep they'll just move (laughs) on to a different game yeah so i see this note on here and i hope this is what we're going to talk about so the CD project thing, is that the Keanu thing that we're going to be talking about? Oh, well, yeah, we could talk about that too. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. So apparently they turned on mods for uh, Cyberpunk and within the first three hours, someone had already released a mod, an official mod for the game to let you have sex with Keanu. Uh, and they immediately had to shut it down. <laughs> no more mods. Apparently... That probably breaches some sort of licensing agreement to take an actor's model and use it inappropriately in adult scenes. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious, though. I like that it takes the internet three hours to do that. Because some guy had it just waiting for it. (laughs) You never know (laughs) when they're going to open this up. He had everything designed and ready to go. Just drop the code in and he's ready to go. (laughs) Has anybody checked dreams? It's probably happening over there. Oh my oh gosh. gosh. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Very distorted and disturbing looking version <laughs> of Keanu's over there. Oh man. So so what was the pro uh, the the hack that they had? Oh, so was some, this yeah, somebody fan outcry? Somebody hacked them and is currently okay. trying to extort them for money, basically. Like a lot of these hackers nice. do. Uh and they have the source code for cyberpunk okay and they're so not a big not a big bargaining chip is what we're saying <laughs> i'm sure they have other ones too for sure but uh if they're you know threatening to release that out in the public or you know auction it off or get whatever they can for it i suppose but after that happens there's no there's no stopping keanu sex after that that's <laughs> it's just gonna be the wild west then yeah I feel like that's a tough thing, though, right? Like, it's one thing to hold it and, like, try and ransom it, but by getting it out there somehow, aren't there, isn't there inevitably going to be, like, some breadcrumb crumb trail back to, to you? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe I'm not. The last I heard right is they're trying that. to auction it, which it's like, hmm, how are you going to do that? I mean, they all work. Bitcoin. Yeah, it's all Bitcoin anyway, but I don't know. Interesting. Doesn't seem like they care, though. They're, you know, they... <clears throat> They're just going to let it I mean, out. they realize that, like, the train is kind of passed with Cyberpunk, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had their shot. They made money on it. And 
pretty much no one's going to ever go back to that game again, I feel like. so. It's dead. It is dead. I wonder it's if dead they, is Keanu's sex life. If they work on it as much as like No Man's Sky where they really turned it around, you know? I don't know if they'll make yeah. good on it. I I don't know. Like because they it, they were so broken on on current or previous gen consoles like the PS4 and the Xbox One. I just I don't think they'll go back to that. That's uh, no, I don't think they could do it. So why even try? Yeah. Most people are going to bounce onto the next thing anyway or the next console if they pick it up. Maybe what they could do is package it as a deluxe version, the game of the year edition. Yeah, and then maybe have it like on PSN for like a month or game. Put it on Game Pass. Let's just put it on Game Pass. Yeah. So that'll probably work out okay, right? Maybe <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe. I'm kind of talking about Game Pass too. That news that Stadia and Google, unsurprisingly, wasn't immediately successful with Stadia. They've kind of already given up and fired all their development, and now they're just going to try to essentially shop Stadia out as a platform for other um, companies. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. That's a very Google move, but it kind of came pretty quick. Yeah. It's been two years even. Yeah, Mm. about two. Mm. Do you think it was just like the crushing success of Xbox Game Pass and knowing that Xbox already has that streaming option? I think built it's in? 100% the business model, like yeah, buying games for streaming just dead in the water immediately, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Had they had an actual pro, I mean, granted, there is a subscription service with games. But had they envisioned it the way Microsoft has with Game Pass, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, like the, the Game Pass thing, it's there, but I never use it either, you know? So it's, right. It's, it's a nice to have option. It's not the, the go-to, you know? So I have like a fun story tying into Game Pass because, you know, after we talked about that story where they backpedaled on increasing the price for live. Then they were like, well, we're going to make all the free play, free to play games tech actually free. You won't need live anymore, right? Well, I, my mom texts me, um, asking for my nephew because I've got an Xbox one at their place. Um, it's like, is, is Call of Duty like, uh, World at War or like whatever, Modern War and, uh, Call of Duty Warzone, the same thing, or are they different? I'm like, well, that's a that's a fun story. I'm like, yeah, you used to have to buy the one game to get Warzone, but now Warzone's its own thing. And then she's like, well, how do we get that? I'm like, well, technically, it's supposed to be free now because you're no longer supposed to use live. So I gave him this information. Then I get a call like two days later because I can't figure out how to get it to work because he's downloaded and it says he needs Xbox Live. So I start looking into it more, and yeah, sure enough, they made the announcement. They haven't changed anything. All those games are still requiring Xbox Live. So then I am. I, so then I'm on to the next struggle, which is going to be explaining to my mother how to purchase and what to purchase to get Xbox Live. And I'm like, you're not going to find Live, so you're going to have to buy this thing called Game Pass. I'm like, also, there's a Game Pass per, for PC. Do not buy Game fa- Pass for <laughs> PC. Buy this thing, and I like send the actual picture of the thing from Walmart, and then they get that. Okay, so then you already know what's coming next. 
they get home with the Xbox Game Pass card, and I get a call. How do I put in the number? And I'm just like, oh, this is so frustrating being trying to do this over telephone. I'm like, just Google how to redeem code on Xbox Live or like on Xbox One. Please do this. <laughs> and so after like uh, four phone calls in three days, um, I'm happy to report that my nephew was able to play Warzone and now has Game Pass for three months. So I just. I hate that kind of stuff. When your parents call about technology, oh. it's just like, oh man, this is a time suck that I just no patience. I don't want to start with right now. Uh, yeah, how do you? I was help when you can't see. I know. I think I was more impressed that they were managed to get the console hooked up to Wi-Fi. So I think that was at least kudos to them on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's a whole ordeal. I don't. I I can I bet at least six times in the last five years I've gone over to my parents' house when they buy a new device. My mom's like, "Can you help me get it on the Wi-Fi?" I'm like, "Sure." <laughs> and I search your network. I'm like, "All right, here's your network, mom. What's your password?" Uh, <laughs> every time, every time I say, "Write it down, put it somewhere safe," and they and then she's like, "Well, I think it's this," and I type, "I'm like, nope, not that one." Well, then it's this one. Nope, not that one. I'm like, "Was anything capitalized?" Did you uh, put an exclamation something? And we do this for an hour until I'm just like, mom, I can't help you here. You're going to. Sorry. And then, you know, like a week or two later, she'll tell me she finally like remembers the password or something. And it's so ridiculous. (laughs) Potatoes. Exclamation point. (laughs) Like just pull, make it one, two, three, four, five. I was making French fries when your dad was hooking up the Wi-Fi and he said he needed a password idea. Potatoes. Potatoes it was. There was yeah. a there was a solid year that I was trying to debug a problem with my parents' Wi-Fi. It would constantly go out, and they don't know why. And I was there, and it was happening, and I don't know what's going on. Come to find out that their microwave runs on the same gigahertz oh, as man. the Wi-Fi. So it would cut out all the Wi-Fi devices that were attached to it as soon as somebody <laughs> stirred the microwave. <laughs> Do you want a hot pocket or do you want to Google something? You have to decide. Uh, <laughs> Would it at least reset like once the machine was off? It, after a while, the, something in the router, router would cycle, I guess. But yeah, it was. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, that I could not figure that out for the life of me. Didn't make sense. But how did you figure that out? It was it was I heard the door of the microwave every time that it went out. I'm like, oh. I wonder, sure enough, whenever we did the microwave. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Did you just throw the router in the microwave then at that point and go buy a new one? Double the power. Yeah. It's a dual band now. <laughs> That's how 5G was invented. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know, fellas. Is there any other nuggets of wisdom or things we need to touch on? Or I feel like it was a slow it was weak. Yep. Yeah, it was quackers. Not a whole lot. And when it's, you know, negative ten as a high outside around here, you're not motivated to do a lot. <laughs> so we've all just sheltered in place for multiple reasons at this point. 
Yeah. This is this is the time of year right now where you question why not only us but anyone lives here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. The worst part is everybody everywhere else around the US is cold, but I mean it's like people in Louisiana that are complaining that it's 50 degrees, you know. Right. So it's like please shut up. Please shut or even up. like Bismarck. Uh so we got like my my work has an office in Bismarck and for whatever reason even though Bismarck's only like 3 hours away, it's like a tropical climate over there. I'm like, oh, boo-hoo for Bismarck. What is it, 30? You couldn't wear shorts today? Like, kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you look at those, uh, those, all those storms happening on the coast, and it's like, you know, that that's my other thing, too. Not only does it suck and it's frigid cold, but, like, we haven't even gotten the snow this year. Mm-hmm. Like, my thing is always, if it's going to be cold, at least give us snow so we can do something outside and enjoy it. But this year is not it. I don't need that. I don't need any of it. I don't remember the longest time that this long that it's been below zero. Like it's going to be a solid week, week and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I mean, back to grade school. I remember there was, they canceled school for us probably like I was fifth grade ish, maybe. And like, there was like a two week snap where we were getting like crazy low temperatures and there were like three or four days in a row where it was negative 40. And oh, I just yeah. remember like you could take the cup of water and like throw it. And it was, it, yeah, they had to cancel school because it was just so cold. They couldn't risk a bus breaking down in the rural areas. Mm-hmm. But that's the last time I remember something like this solid. But yeah, it's like depressing when you open that 10 day forecast and you're like negative, 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 negative. Oh, a high of zero. <laughs> negative, <laughs> negative, negative. <laughs> like this sucks. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just not a place to exist then we'll get a shit ton of snow in like march 29th right yeah i'm worried about that the wet heart attack causing snow that everyone dreads because they've just had a whole winter of hell yep i'm gonna i'm gonna take all mine throw it in the back of a trailer and just drop it off at bisques i love snow so much (laughs) i'll take my snowblower (laughs) And shoot it right back at you. I'm going to build a giant snow volcano in your driveway and position a T-Rex right on top, just staring at you as you open your garage door. And you'll know. You'll know who did it. That would be pretty epic. Love it. Yeah. It's happening. Speaking of happening, maybe you should take us out. Sure. Where do you want to go? Oh, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. Valentine's is coming up. Yeah. Hey, do we have any emails that that I need to share? Negative. We got some spam, but I think we can skip them. No spam. We're not going to read those this time. All right. No. Well, we need some emails, guys. Send them our way. We want to read them to you. (laughs) I don't know. Thank you for the listening. Yes, you write us emails. We will read them to you. Uh, send those to weekendrentalpodcasts at gmail.com. Go back, watch the Mighty Ducks. Let us know your thoughts. It's an hour and a half. Well worth your time. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media, on Twitter, Facebook. You can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. As always, friends, be kind. Rewind. Quack. Quack. <laughs> Goose? Grey Duck here.
Ducksworth. Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs>